Welcome, one and all, to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast, where we explore ideas that challenge the status quo, expand your perspective, and empower your mind. I'm your host, Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, and I invite you on a journey of thought-provoking conversations as I step out of the college classroom to discuss, analyze, and critique all aspects of culture, society, and politics that impact your life today and have the potential to reshape your future. So welcome to a podcast that stands for the power of intellectual exploration. Welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. I'm going to read you a quote, and I'm going to read it multiple times to you today, as I want this quote to sink deep into your mind. I want it to be something that you take, and I want you to uh, apply it to your life. I want it to expand your perspective. So I was talking to my dad on the phone the other day, and we were talking about things that are going on in our world today, as, as we will happen to do two, maybe three times a month, talking about how so many things seem upside down or not clear, just, I don't know, kind of foggy or crazy or, or off kilter. I'm sure some of some of it's my age, some of it's just the world seems crazy. I, I think there are many people feeling this. And, and I ran across this quote sort of reinforcing some of our conversation. If you were wondering where it comes from, it comes from Aldous Huxley's dystopian novel, Brave New World. And and if you've not read this novel, I recommend it to you without hesitation. And 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 a lot of times I'll, I'll hear things or I'll read things, just short little statements or whatever, and it, it sort of hits me. So I write it down on my on my iPhone notepad or or make a little voice note that yeah, I, I should blow this little thing up into a podcast. And this was one of those moments for me. But anyway, here's the quote. Describing the population of the world in the future, as Huxley saw it when he wrote his book back in 1931. Of course, this was another extremely tumultuous time with incredible highs and insane lows and leading up into World War Two after World War One. I. I mean, it, it was crazy just to say the least. So, so here's that quote. People are happy, they get what they want, and they never want what they can't get. They're so conditioned that they are practically can't help behaving as they ought to behave. People are happy, they get what they want, and they never want what they can't get. They're so conditioned that they practically can't help behaving as they ought to behave. So let's let's take those first two sentences. People are happy. They get what they want. And here's the kicker, the saddest statement about our modern world, and, and Hux, Huxley just nailed it. And they never want what they can't get. Think about that for just one second. We have been so programmed that even the idea of thinking big and grand and reaching your full potential is silly. It's, it's not even worth reaching for. Our schools, 
They're built for mediocrity at best and just passing people through at worst. We spend more on education than any other nation on the planet here in the United States and get some of the worst results across math and science and reading and writing. Our government, our, our despicable, corrupt go- government, they use stimulus checks, overinflated tax returns, handouts, giveaways to buy us off, promises of forgiving student loan debt to placate us into a mediocre existence. And we buy it and we like it and we cheer for it. Our institutions, oh, there may have been a day when we could trust them, that they were looking out for us. Those days are gone. Our corporations use any tactic humanly possible to buy in, to get us to buy anything and everything, whether we can afford it or not. We've been trained to buy things we can't afford to impress people we don't even know or like. Americans are saddled in debt, houses, cars, credit cards, student loans, trapped. Trapped like slaves in a machine. But oh, all of it was sold to keep us happy when in fact the exact opposite is occurring. I teach many, many very smart students every single semester. But but how do I put this kindly? There are far too many in Gen Z that fit, that fit the second part of Huxley's quote. People are so conditioned that they practically can't help behaving as they ought to behave. Here I mean free thinking, critical thinking, independent thinking is far too often when articulated, even on a college campus, our students can get ostracized. There's always been intense pressure for young adults to fit in and conform. I mean, it's always been there. But this, this... We are seeing now is beyond anything I've seen in 25 plus years of teaching college students. Sure, in some circles, free thinking is allowed. And if you are a college student or a high school student that is actually allowed to go against the consensus in the media or in groups or online, take full advantage of it and be grateful for it. As in far too many situations, this simply isn't the case. But we, you and I, were bombarded with messages that tell us that the key to a happy life is to seek pleasure and avoid things that are painful, conform, fit in, follow the status quo. When someone steps out of line on social media and says something that might be true but painful to hear, well, often they're bombarded with hate. Many even get canceled. In our market-driven, materialistic world, we're told to prioritize our comfort, convenience, instant gratification above all else. But what if this alleged path to happiness is not a path to happiness at all, but rather it is leading us to an unfulfilled life of waste, frustration, anger, mediocrity, or even enslavement? I believe the messaging of our education system, political powers, and institutions want you stuck. They want you to conform. They don't have an interest whatsoever in in you going above the status quo. I mean, that's only for others. The elite, the wealthy, the powerful. You and me were meant to just conform. Huxley's brave new world is surely a dystopian future that, well, in many ways, mirrors our real life today. 
One key way to keep the masses under control is sedation. The sedation of the mind through drugs. Oh, oh no, 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 not, not Mexican cartel illicit drugs, but drugs approved and distributed by the institutions, by the government. Heck, these drugs in Brave New World are not just recommended. Oh, no, no, they are required in the, and the populace with drooping shoulders and meek compliance is 100% on board with being controlled this way. I found this aspect of the novel one of the most telling themes that hits the bullseye. Between our pharmaceutical companies, our FDA, and our other global health regulatory agencies, the collusion of huge money and governmental power is so incestuous, it's hard to even know, as an average educated person, who to believe or to trust. So along with the materialism of culture, the overprescribing of prescription pain medication, especially in the United States, is one parallel with Huxley's Brave New World that is undeniable. Using drugs to dull pain exemplifies how this novel mirrors the pleasure-seeking, avoiding pain-at-all-costs mindset we see today. In our society, we've become so accustomed to taking pills to solve our problems that we've lost touch with our bodies and our emotions. We're numbed to the point of stupidity. No, actually, not just numbed to stupidity. It's even worse than that. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, an average of 128 people die every day from the overdose of prescription pain medication alone. This phenomenon makes prescription pain relievers the leading cause of drug overdose deaths in the United States. In 2021, there were over 93,000 drug overdose deaths in the United States from these pills. Of those, 69,717 were prescribed by doctors, pain relievers. The staggering number represents a 22.4% increase just from 2020. We have this constant need for quick fixes, instant gratification, and it's led to a society that values convenience over health and short-term pleasure over long-term well-being. The consequence far too often is addiction and, and people zombie walking through life, numb and lifeless. They're just not reaching their full potential and, and not feeling the joy of life. Beyond just the pure pain relief, in preparing this podcast, I was just curious to see what what in the world are our Gen Z teens, young adults, what 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 are they doing when what other types of drugs are out there? Well, the uses of psychiatric drugs is up about one hundred fold in the last fifteen years. Gen Z's taken antidepressants. SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They're taking Prozac, Zoloft, and Lexapro. They're taking drugs to treat anxiety like Xanax or Valium. They're taking hardcore stimulants to treat attention deficit hyperactivity disorder like Ritalin and Adderall. Students pop these things like candy on college campuses. Not just for ADHD, 
but to stay awake and to study and stay focused for extremely long periods of time. There's so much pressure to perform in so many of our institutions that our kids are resulting or are turning to these drugs. Of course, all of these drugs are prescribed, they're approved, and they're legal. The pharmaceutical companies make a killing, a killing. There's a saying that when it comes to science, the closer things get to money, the less amount you can trust them. So when you have a scientist studying, oh, I don't know, far off galaxies and in pursuit of new solar systems, well, probably you can trust that as real science, devoid of any biases, because, well, there's not a whole lot of money in that. But, oh, when you, uh, as Dr. Fauci so famously said, he follows the science. Well, the closer you get to hundreds of billions of dollars in profit on the quote-unquote science, the less you can trust it. It's human nature. Not because someone is a liberal or a conservative, but because the closer you get to big money, and I mean really, really, really big money, the less you can trust what a human says. So when they say, trust me, this is good for you, well, if there's billions of dollars at stake, not that we can't, Trust them, but I sure as heck am going to be much, much more leery than if not. But I digress. Hmm. I think it. I think it's time for us to wake up and realize the forces that are attempting to manipulate and control us. I think it's time to realize that the more challenging path, the one that includes a higher degree of pain and discomfort is a better way to live a fulfilling life. Look, I'm not and can't judge every human situation. That is silly, so don't get me wrong. Obviously, there are situations where medications are needed. This is undeniable. Anybody who denies it is is just not thinking straight. Still, it is an indisputable fact that we're very quick to medicate for pretty much anything at any time in this country. According to the CDC, there were 153,260,450 prescription painkiller prescriptions issued just a a few years ago. That's over 153 million prescriptions. In a national prescription audit back in 2020, it's three years old, not today. Over 127 million prescriptions for antidepressants were written in the United States. That's an increase from over 111 million written in 2015. And over 73 million more prescriptions for ADHD that were dispensed in the U.S. in 2022. This is an increase of over 69 million from 2021. Our postmodern life mirrors Huxley's novel as he shows us a world possessed by people asleep at the wheel, sedated by drugs, and how it creates a society that is dead on the inside. In this fictional society, people, they're, they're conditioned to seek pleasure and avoid pain from birth. 
They're kept in a constant state of basic contentment through the use of drugs and other forms of mental conditioning. In the novel, people don't even despair being in a world of being nothing but a cog in a machine where the only hope is found in the daily drugs administered by the state. We're not fully there yet. No, we're, we're not there. But it seems like we're getting closer and closer all the time. Now, to get off the drug kick thing, in addition to drugs, a certain level of pessimism and cynicism is, is present in Huxley's society. And there's a, a resignation that it isn't possible to get ahead to achieve success and succeed because the deck is just so stacked against the common person. The game's rigged and, and no amount of struggle or toil is, is, is even worth it. So why even try? Have you sent some of that in America today? I think I have. I think I see it in many of our young adults and, and I'm sure you've probably sensed it too. But, but this despair, this self-induced coma or, or whatever you want to call it, is a trap. And that trap is going to lead people to a life of superficial pleasures and, in the end, emptiness. Sure, this path is, is easier in one sense. I mean, we can sit on our couches popping pills, eating ourselves into oblivion, covered in Cheeto dust. This is easier. But I believe that people want something else. They want something more for themselves and you want for yourself and and our society and our country as a whole. We're, we're not so far down the dystopian path as Huxley's characters. Still, if we're not careful, if we don't wake up, we may end up there. Kind of a life of sedated zombie walking, always staying compliant to the traditional orthodoxies of society, always playing it safe, always avoiding hard, painful, scary things, is the way of a slug not a heroic human, which is present in you and is present in everybody. So let's talk about how to avoid becoming a superficial pleasure seeker. Because here's the truth. A lot of times in life, you're not going to be happy. You want to have something meaningful. That's the boat that will get you through the storm. You won't be happy, at least not sustainably, forever. It's not possible on this planet. So you should seek fulfillment, seek contentment, seek challenges. Yes, and I know it's cliche, but it's all about the journey, not that destination. But, but having or finding something meaningful requires embracing discomfort. Let me say that again. Finding something meaningful requires embracing discomfort because things that are meaningful by their very nature are painful. They just are. Things that are giving to you are not meaningful. Sure, if I won the lottery today, it would change my life. But I know deep down I didn't do anything if I won the lottery. I just got lucky. Anybody can get lucky at any given moment. Luck doesn't speak of my character. Luck doesn't fulfill me because I know I didn't struggle. I didn't strive. I didn't fail. I didn't get up. And then ultimately I didn't succeed at anything except going to a checkout counter and having buying a lottery ticket. How many stories of people do you hear who win the lottery? 
uh, that end up on drugs, dead or broke. I mean, it is in a minuscule amount. That's for sure. I don't know if anybody's ever done a full study of it, but whether that discomfort is physical, intellectual, societal pressures, you need to learn to push yourself beyond your own boundaries of comfort when the time comes to pursue your passion, present your truth, do things that fall outside the norm of whatever orthodoxy you find yourself that feels right for you. Look, 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 at at the end of your life, think about it. If you avoid all painful and hard things and you always take the easy way out, that ugly word of regret, it will manifest itself. Far too many people, far too often are left with regrets. And the only way, the only way to not have them is to do that thing, that hard thing, whatever that thing is. And it needs to be hard and it needs to be difficult because then you know you're on the right path. If it's easy, try harder, think deeper, go bigger. What is that thing for you? Spend some time figuring that out. There's no greater way to know you are living life to its fullest than to feel a bit of pain and discomfort. It's part of the human experience, so embrace it. Don't shy away from it. Practicing mindfulness and gratitude is yet another way to to tune your mind and body toward being the best version of yourself. may sound a bit silly for some, but it tunes us into avoiding the pit of seeking superficial happiness. Now, many may be in a really dark place right now listening to this, and and you may be thinking, I don't need anything else really hard and painful in my life. Thank you very much. I'm dealing with death and divorce or unemployment or illness, sickness, whatever. Okay, you have your own thing right now to overcome right in front of you. You don't need to go out and seeking more things, right? You, you You got your demon you need to slay right in front of you. However, let's face it, if you live in the Western world of America or Europe or large swaths of the industrial world global, life is pretty darn easy. Yes, there's stress. Yes, there's financial difficulties. Yes, they're there. But come on now. There are things, you know, going on, but you're not going to get eaten by a pack of wolves. You don't have to worry about hunting for a meal or starving. You don't have to worry about your tribe being overrun and enslaved or raped or murdered or killed by a roving band of marauders. We have so much to be grateful for in our modern technological world. Just some mental shifting from all the negativity that swirls around us daily can help reset ourselves to appreciate the smaller things. Opportunities are out there. They're they're hard and they're painful. But don't tell me there isn't opportunity out there. And when you take on those demons, those things, uh, that, that one passion or that goal you always wanted and it feels hard and uncomfortable, uh, something crazy happens. You're less inclined to be angry and frustrated, anxiety-riddled. Um, in need of medication or playing the blame game for this, that, or the other sort of sets you up for a journey into new challenges and new opportunities. So one more time, listen to this quote. Quote, people are happy. They get what they want and they never want what they can't get. They're so conditioned 
that they practically can't help behaving as they ought to behave. End quote. Love it. I love this quote. It highlights the dangers of a society that values superficial happiness and comfort over personal growth and fulfillment. So by embracing discomfort, pursuing our passions, prioritizing meaningful relationships through just basic appreciation and mindfulness, we can avoid the pit of seeking superficial happiness and live a life of depth and purpose. Don't be naive. Our education system, our government, and our institutions and corporations like us behaving as we, quote, ought to behave. Because in the end, it's almost guaranteed that external pleasure seekers and those conditioned into the machine of postmodern society do not end up happy, but sadly, end up in the opposite condition without doing some hard work and self-reflection. You were made for more, so go for it. Thank you for listening in today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and leaves you with something you can take forward and utilize in your life or maybe gives you some a new perspective and understanding. You know, if every single day we just pick up a little bit of insight, knowledge, or spark of curiosity, then by the end of the year, we'll be miles ahead of where we are right now. So I encourage you to continue nurturing your curiosity with an open mind and an open heart. If you found value in our discussions and want to stay connected, don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. By subscribing, you never miss an episode. Oh, and one more thing, consider subscribing to my newsletter. A link is provided in the show notes. I publish articles, discuss books I'm reading, provide curated content directly to your inbox, and it's always free 100% of the time. And just as I despise being spammed in my inbox, I promise I never sell your information and I won't abuse your time by sending you stuff constantly. So as we wrap up today's journey, remember that the pursuit of knowledge and understanding knows no bounds. Keep exploring, keep questioning, keep pushing the boundaries of your intellect. Together, we're creating a community that values ideas and fosters intellectual freedom. Until the next time, keep your mind open, your heart curious, and your spirit free. Thank you for being part of the Intellectual Freedom Podcast.